are you new to midlife dating have you returned after a break are you struggling finding it challenging has it got you questioning who you are and why the hell you're doing this at this time of your life if you're nodding your head in agreement then hang around on today's episode of the star monroe show i am going to talk about how i date and it's a little out of the box and unusual to everything else that I'm seeing that's out there in the whole midlife dating and relationship world. So a little back history on me, I came out of my second marriage last year, actually a year ago, and my divorce papers came through in April. And I was with my last husband for five and a half years. I asked for a divorce. I was very unhappy in that marriage. He was not able to handle any conflict or have any deep conversations. There's two things that are very important to me in relationships, and I didn't get it in that relationship. The other thing as well is that I walked into that relationship as a princess expecting my then husband to fix everything, to save me, to pay for everything. Uh, that was fine in the honeymoon period, but it did not last. And there were real lessons in myself reparenting my wounded inner child and finding my tenacity, my courage, my boldness in creating my life and not relying on somebody else to navigate or to direct me through life. So I came out of that relationship learning a lot of lessons about myself and I went back into the dating world last year and actually the podcast before this talks about my experience with dating and hookups and relationships and this leads me on to how do I date I don't believe there is the one out there. I believe there are many ones. I really have learned to take off the word dating and it's more about meeting different people. And the most important relationship, and it's taken me till the fifth, till the ripe old age of 52 to really embody this is the most important relationship you or I are ever going to have. It's with ourselves. So I use dating as an experiment in finding out who I am at a deeper level. It's an experiment in discovering what patterns slash habits still lead the show as I move into different relationships. Now, a little more about my back history is I have had a checkered past with relationships. I, we first learn uh, the way to find our sense of love and belonging from our parents. And I learned from a very early age that I had to be the good girl, the caretaker. I was not allowed to express any emotions. I had very unemotionally available parents. So this gets lodged into our subconscious. And so I look back at my history of many relationships and I 
tend to attract or have tended to attract unemotionally available partners. I've also tended to attract a lot of chaos and drama in my world because chaos and drama for my wounded inner child and my subconscious means I'm getting attention. I've also entered into a lot of relationships that were heavily based on sex and they always fizzled out and went nowhere. So for me, I learned in my early, late teens to equate sex for connection, sex for love. Um, so these are really important things. You've, if you've had a checkered past with relationships, if you keep doing the same thing, you keep attracting the same type, you have to be prepared to look at yourself because everything starts and ends with you. When we blame everybody else, one of the toxic relationship and dating beliefs that will keep tripping you up is all men are like this. And it's not that, it's how are we attracting this type of man into our life? So how do I date? Coming back to that, I date as a vehicle to deepen the relationship I have with myself. Over the past year, as I've been dating and experimenting in this world, I have really learned to flip the mirror around. Whatever I, whenever I go back out into the dating world, because I kind of work in stops and starts. So whenever I go back out into the dating world, I always go, well, what are you looking for? Are you trying to fill a void because you're lonely? Uh, do you want someone to give you adoration? Do you want someone to validate you? Do you want to avoid some of your feelings that you're actually feeling right now? So then I flip that mirror around. I didn't always do this, but I was I learned over the period of the year to do this, to flip that mirror around and go, well, how can you give this to yourself first and foremostly? Because otherwise, what I'm doing is I'm looking to fill a void in myself from dating, and that's never going to work. Um, so really, the way that I date, it's a vehicle for me to get to know myself on such a deeper level and to cultivate a deeper sense of self-love, self-worth, and self-confidence in who I am as a 52-year-old woman. It's also a real experiment in putting myself out there into situations that I don't particularly want to do. I, you know, at the beginning of dating, I really didn't want to start to have conversations with strangers. I hated being ghosted. Yet I learned that ghosting is part and parcel of dating nowadays. And we have to get used to it. I ghost people, especially at the beginning. I don't owe anybody anything. They don't owe me anything. And if you're still getting triggered by ghosting, then that is a mirror for you to tend to the parts of you that feel rejected and abandoned and how you can self-soothe those parts of yourself. This is why the work that I'm always doing in the dating and relationship world is always depth work. It's always learning how to reparent these parts of your psyche that feel 
lost, abandoned, that they're wanting validation from the external world. Um, and it's always this vehicle to really get to know yourself on such a deeper level. So I also got better at having conversations and I realized that I couldn't really take the whole dating relationship uh, beginning game seriously because if I took it too seriously I was in my head um, and then there was a lot of expectations around it so it was like learning to release expectations and just right at the beginning it was just like well how can I get better at conversations how can I spark these conversations with people it was also a lesson in learning to ask for what I need and knowing what I need and at the beginning of this dating journey for me I didn't really know what I needed. I knew I wanted to meet people. I knew I was ready to get myself out there and be taken out, uh, me take those other people out. Um, for me, and there was one point I wanted to have sex as well. Um, so it was like this ongoing, like, well, what is it that you want? What is it that you need from this? And also, there was a real lesson in there of establishing boundaries, especially online dating, in how that worked for me. So if I give you an example, what I found over and over again, I don't know whether you found this, is that people will love just to text all the time. So say I met somebody on Hinge or Bumble, that they would take the conversation from Hinge and onto WhatsApp and just text all the time. And just inane texts, how are you? What are you up to today? Nothing really deep and interesting. And I suppose some people are looking for that. I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking to be anyone's pen pal. So I learned very early on that uh, when I started a conversation and I never really knew if I was going to get on with them and I would take it to a video call within the first two or three days and then take it from there and then from the video call I would take it into let's meet up and see if we get on and that worked for me because it stopped that endless pen palling with someone and what I noticed because I did slip up a couple of times is that I did enter into being a pen pal with various guys but what I realized on hindsight is that I was feeling lonely and I just liked that touch in with that person, but it wasn't going anywhere. And I had to really be firm with myself and say, this doesn't work. This isn't going anywhere. It's not building into anything. This is not what you want. So I had to cut the cords with those again and again. The way that I work and the way I, I teach my clients and myself how to get to know each other is through my methodology, the Star Monroe method, and it has seven soul lessons. And the soul lessons that I really pull on as I'm navigating and learning more about myself in the midlife dating and relationship world is the first one is awareness. I have to be aware of how I'm showing up and what's working for me and what isn't working for me. The second soul lesson is rhythm. And the, the lessons I pull from that is I've got to slow down when I'm dating a relationship. There are parts of me, if I go fast when I meet somebody, I will forget who I am. I will find myself lost in yet another relationship. That's another one of my patterns from my past. 
I will want to please the man and forget about myself. Um, I also find that any intense connection with anybody, if anyone's, if someone's really hot, I just lose myself in the chemical and hormone hit that my body gets. And I just get giddy and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I just go full in. And normally those kind of relationships are the fast burns and the fast burns never work. They always will fizzle out. And I remember talking to one of my clients and her lesson is to become more aware of how she's showing up in relationship. And she said, she how I can't remember how many times she said to me, oh my God, I've met another guy. He's amazing. He's messaging me. We're messaging each other. We've met up. It's great. And it's like this fast burn that literally overloads your system and you can't think straight. So whenever I can't think straight, I know I've got to exit back into my world. It may not mean I have to push the pause button on the relationship, but it just means that I have to take some space. And definitely for me, like I have this patterning of anxious attachment style, I can find myself getting very enmeshed with people, my wounded inner child, and these parts of me never go away. I just have to learn how to manage them. And in relationship, wow, they get flagged up. And if you're anything like me who wants to do things differently in love, in relationships, in dating, then you have to be willing to look at how you've moved through your world before and learn from it and take those lessons with you whatever you're doing right now. You have to be prepared to do things differently if you are to attract, and this is what I want, to attract healthy, conscious love into my world, into your world. So going back to the seven soul lessons that I really draw off, it's awareness, rhythm. I've got to be kind to myself as I'm traversing this path. There's no good beating myself up. This is a messy path when we're walking with relationships. You're messy, I'm messy. Dating and relationships are messy. We've got to get, cut ourselves some slack and we're learning. We're learning about ourselves. We've got to have self-responsibility. We've got to be able to take responsibility for ourselves. And then I use these two words interchangeably, learn the discipline to do things differently and learn how to reparent the parts of us that want to run the show. Our wounded inner child will always lead the show unless you've learned to reparent them. So my wounded inner child, I've said before, is this part of me that loves attention, that thinks sex is equated to love and validation. So she will get lost in all of that. And I, as the adult, the high value queen, I use that term in my world a lot, as a high value queen, I'm the one who has to slow the roll, check in, understand, am I grounded in my body? Do I feel safe and secure here? And if I don't, that is my job to go away and to soothe my nervous system. Because when I'm in my sympathetic nervous system, that's um, I'm more likely to be in fight, flight, fawn, freeze, flap, and not make a good decision because I'm up in my head, I'm in survival mode. So my job is to recognize my emotional state over and over again 
and to really come back and recalibrate myself into my parasympathetic nervous system where everything is running more evenly. I feel a safety inside me and I can make better decisions which are aligned with my body wisdom, not just my head. I noticed from this year-long dating experiment and I can't remember if I've already said, I'm taking a small break from dating, plus I moved to Turkey. So I find dating is a little bit more challenging being in a different country. Um, so I'm taking a break and I'm, as I always say, I'm licking my wounds and I'm learning from my experiences so far. And then I'll make a decision on, I'll go back into dating again soon. But at the moment I'm taking a break because what I realized was that I noticed I was dating like I was in my 30s and in my late teens. I was looking initially for men to fuck because, again, I've said this many times in this episode, I equate sex with attention and validation. And I'm really good at sex. I've learned, I learned that a long time ago. I learned how to be the sexy woman. Uh, that's how I got a lot of my relationships in my 30s. But it doesn't serve me. It's not what I want to do. So I'm like, right, well, that's really interesting information. This gives me another nugget on me. And it's like, well, what do I need to do when I go back out? And I do need to be clearer about what I'm looking for. And also my situation, you know, that I live in Turkey, I'm probably looking for a long distance relationship. The other thing as well is about experimenting. And this is what I want to invite you to do is when you first start dating, you probably will make a mess. If you still think you're looking, the one is out there, uh, I would really invite you to shake that notion up and believe that there are many ones to meet. I believe that people come into my life for a certain period of time. I learn, I grow with them, or I don't learn, I don't grow with them. And then it closes and then something else happens. Um, we live in a very different time as well now and people have a different attention span people want different things the hookup culture is easy to have nowadays with online dating so you have to take this all on board as you go back out there but be prepared to make a mess be prepared to fuck up be prepared to go back into your old patterns and your old behaviors and more than that, be prepared to press the pause button on what you're doing and to come back into your world to really learn what and ask yourself, what is going on? What do I keep repeating? What parts of me keep popping out and what parts of me need attention so I don't keep projecting that out into the dating and relationship world? I know that I want more healthy, conscious love into my world. I know that that's what I want. I don't want drama. I do not want chaos. I don't want someone that is not emotionally intelligent. I want someone on their personal growth journey who is invested in having a relationship with me and likewise me with them. So already I've got a lot clearer about that and still right now i'm in this period of recalibration of replenishing my energy stores and also deepening 
the relationship with myself of how can I give myself the love, the attention, the validation that I need. It is my job to come back to myself over and over again. So I really do look at dating and relationships as the ultimate experiment and adventure and journey in finding out about me. And it's the ultimate journey in self-love. How can I love myself more as I'm experiencing all of this, as I'm making a mess, as I make the same mistakes, as I fuck up and ignore my boundaries? How can I love myself within that? That is the real journey. I always say, I always say, we never learn about ourselves when life is going smoothly. We are going to learn about ourselves when the chips are down. And if you are a woman who has had a checkered past with relationships, you've attracted the same type, um, then I really do believe dating and relationships is the ultimate journey in you coming back home to you. If you would like to learn more about what I do, please sashay your good self over to datinginmidlife.com. And then if you fancy following me on Instagram, I'm Ms. MS Star Monroe, as in Marilyn. And I'm always showing up on my stories, sharing tidbits from my life, my methodology, my clients' lives. And you can, of course, ask me any questions over on Instagram. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon.